Welcome to Small Big Wins, a podcast that curates stories of folks who use their courage, caliber and conviction to transform people's lives. They always look beyond personal gains and strive for the greater good. Their stories often begin with a dream as their only means. Folks who allow the soft lights of their hearts to be their guide even when circumstances threaten to harden them. Folks who start small but win big. Hi, I'm Harshwardhan Jaju. Let's begin. I'm in conversation today with Ganesh Neelam. He joined the Tata Trust in 2004, handling the flagship initiative named Central India Initiative, which focuses on enhancing livelihoods of tribal communities in Central India. He presently is the executive director of Collectives for Integrated Livelihood Initiatives, popularly also known as FINI, which is an associate organization of Tata Trust. The Lakhpati Kisan Smart Village program, focusing on meeting the aspirations of more than 100,000 small and marginal farmers in the Central India Tribal Belt, is being implemented by FINI under Ganesh's stewardship under his leadership. Ganesh also leads the renewable energy team at the trust and one of his key facets is the involvement in analyzing the areas of technology and innovations in the tribal ecosystem to create sustainable solutions that meet the needs of rural communities. Welcome Ganesh to Small Big Win. Thanks thanks for inviting me Harsh. Thank you Ganesh, thank you for taking the time which I know is very very important for you. <laughs> Ganesh what inspired you for dedicating yourself to the social sector to the cause of tribal communities where is the genesis so there was no i would say thought as such to be in the sector has uh, it happened uh, by fluke and okay. and i i continue to be in the sector because i like and i enjoy uh, what i am doing for the last uh, 17 18 years now Uh, in the sector so basically from uh, uh, in terms of education i am a psychologist so so normally people uh, do ask me what are you doing in this uh, sector because geology normally uh, one can go into mining or one can go into the oil field uh, and and some such related fields to to look at uh, but again uh, i passed out in 2000 uh, from the university of pune uh, one of the prominent institutes uh, Uh, focusing on geology as a subject uh-huh. and when i passed out uh, that time the the aspiration was uh, looking at our seniors uh, to move into uh, the the field of oil so again it was something which was aspiration for us because we were looking some of our seniors earning good money uh, in, in that space to 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 look at and when uh, this happened uh, in 2000 uh, there was a slag in the industry Uh, and we basically felt oh, what should we do now should we we sit at home doing nothing just study more or should we try and do something uh, in this one one and a half years uh, till the slag improves uh, to look at and that's the time when uh, one of our professors uh, professor himanshu kulkarni uh, a very senior hydrogeologist he runs a, a very well known organization called aquadam in pune i would say he is the the foremost person to go for groundwater and community based groundwater management mm-hmm. in this case so he basically encouraged us saying uh, ra- rather than sitting idle 
uh, why don't you basically go and look for uh, something which will help you develop your expertise in the space of hydrogeology and hydrogeology mainly uh, as you, as you know it is to look at groundwater aquifer and see how groundwater could be basically extracted for the benefits of the for the small and marginal farmers in this case and that's how in in 2000 i joined bif uh, which is india's pioneering uh, non profit organization it has i suppose presence across the country uh, focusing on dairy development horticulture and mainly the larger community development uh, that they do mm-hmm. so i i learned a lot in bif for about 4 years uh, of my working with uh, with bif and going into remote geographies of dangs in gujarat or say in, in uh, paid surghana geographies of nasik or to that matter kanpur dehat in up so so it was a very good experience of of understanding the community perspective the work that they do and what we can uh, basically do for them uh, in this case so that's how uh, basically got into this space and then never thought of going back to the oil field and, and continue in the same area has and then you happened to join tata trust so in 2004 uh, when i worked for about 4 years in bayer uh, i would say i had a good amount of understanding uh, from the community perspective the work that happens in the field i i got an opportunity in tata trust and and that's in 2004 of december of 2004 is when i joined the trust and and the trust was running something called the central india initiative program which was carved out into a special organization which you are heading now sini yes. so yes. what has been the thought process of the trusts behind uh, central india behind the tribal community why so much focus there so the trust basically uh, because it's a it's a uh, very well known grant making organization uh, for many years now it's 130 years of history that we have as a starter trust Uh, trust always has been focusing from a five year strategic plan perspective so so this has been a a very focused strategic plan uh, which the trust used to develop along with uh, experts in the sector so we used to get some experts on board and they uh, they continue to uh, do this five year strategic plan for us in one of the strategic plans in 2001 and 2 uh, when i had not joined the trust but the strategic plan had happened that time uh the focus uh, that was asked the trust uh, to be taken was uh, in the poverty belt of india and poverty belt of india as you know is the central indian tribal belt uh, to to look at and that's where the trust basically felt yes that's a very important area for it to focus and the central india initiative uh, started in 2012 based on the strategic plans uh, recommendation to the trust so the trust uh, uh, because it has always been focusing on Uh, the marginalized uh, and the underserved and unserved communities said that it is an important area for it to focus and to make uh, programmatic uh, investments uh, for for seeing how the programs can benefit these small and marginal tribal communities in the central indian tribal belt because it was a geography and a focused approach they named it as a central india initiative to to continue the journey uh, in that case so so that's how the initiative started and it's still continues as one of the focused areas for the trust but the initiative has now become a special organization so what happened uh, harsh uh, so the initiative was from 2001 to i joined in 2004 and and i was i i was fortunate enough to 
be part of the initiative uh, as as i joined uh, the organization uh, the trust basically also felt was apart just making grants to some good quality non profits in the geography can it make a very focused effort to ensure that there is a, a dedicated team to continue the engagement in the geography rather than somebody going from mumbai and monitoring the programs can there be a very focused and dedicated team to anchor the program from a long term perspective and that's where the trust felt it is important to establish a separate organization so trust along with some like minded individuals they established collectives for integrated livelihood initiatives in may 2007 Mm-hmm. so the core purpose of this institution has been to be like dedicated for the tribal communities in the central indian tribal belt the central india initiative in a more focused manner get different stakeholders to join hands to see how the tribal communities can benefit from a long term uh, perspective and that's how the organization has been uh, basically doing this uh, core focus for the last 15 years now uh, since 2007 as an organization we have been focusing only on tribal communities and implementing some uh, some really important and scalable programs uh, along with them so i think one of the most important scalable programs in this period has been the lakpati kisan program yes which has yes. been rolled out in all the i think five states in central india in which you are operating right. or the small marginal farmers of the tribal communities yes so how how did this program get developed i mean the journey to even developing a program making it known as lakpati kisan should have had its own uh, travels and triumphs what were they so harsh as a, again seeni uh, as an organization uh, as i said initially uh, in 2007 we were mostly like a monitoring organization so we used to monitor the partners uh, whom tata trust was making grants so that was our role uh, a limited role to start with uh, in that sense uh, but then our role evolved so 2007 to 9 10 we were mostly like a monitoring organization uh, in 9 quickly said as a team internally as a team we also grew so initially we were, we were only 3 to 4 colleagues uh, but in 2009 10 we were about 15 20 uh, uh, in sini and we basically said ki rather than just being a monitoring entity can we design some programs uh, which along with the communities we will be able to do it and implement it at a certain level so that there are benefits that we can see on the community level so so, so some such programs were kharif paddy stabilization kharif uh, maize stabilization so as as you know in eastern part of central india paddy is the main crop uh, similarly in the western part of central india Uh, the maize is the main crop so the, the main crop during the monsoon season are these two crops hmm. focus hmm. and we basically saw there are gaps in in the way the families are cultivating these crops and that's why the returns are also not appropriate uh, for these uh, families the practices are traditional and how do we basically work on improving these practices so we initiated a program on kharif paddy stabilization kharif maize stabilization proactively to see how the yields could be improved uh, for the small and marginal farmers and with that yield improvement you basically focusing on a 12 month food security so food security was the core uh, during that time for us to to look at 
so we were implementing so 2010 to about 13 14 uh, we were implementing the paddy station may stabilization program and we got some good learnings we were able to ensure at least a 10 to 11 months food security Uh, for the families that we were working with. Oh, so this is you are talking about the food security for the individual families. Yes, to sustain yes. themselves. Yes, because uh, food security was an important uh, challenge, Harsh, uh, when when we were looking at programs. And after the monsoon season were migrating because they did not have much uh, at at their area, and also not able to manage uh, the food availability for the whole year for their for themselves. And that's why the migration. those issues were happening uh, in that case uh, we could see a good uh, output of the program wherein the yields uh, in paddy were double the yields in maize were double in terms of the annual uh, returns to the families and we basically were happy uh, with this whole process and uh, what we did was we documented the whole process and then we approached uh, tata trust uh, which was our main donor uh, that time we approached the tata trust uh, and we basically presented uh, to the tata trust saying we were able to basically increase the yield from basically double the yields of these small and marginal farmers and we basically feel it is a very good uh, vertical outcome of the program now uh, as you know uh, tata trust trustees uh, all very senior uh, highly acclaimed individuals uh, mr tata himself being the chairman of tata trust in this case so all the trustees very nicely listened to us uh, they appreciated our work uh, but mr tata uh, at the end of our presentation uh, very subtly told us yes this is a good program you guys have done really good uh, the yields have doubled you have been able to ensure a food security for 10 to 11 months this is good but i very strongly feel this is only an incremental change or improvement that you guys have been able to we were we were basically stuck saying oh incremental is this something which we feel is not incremental but he feels is incremental very strongly told us you guys are only looking at some incremental improvements or benefits uh, from the tribal and smaller margin families you are not looking at aspirational changes that these families are looking for uh, we were really stuck at that time saying oh only incremental not aspirational again we also did not visualize as a team that aspirational is means what from these small and marginal farmers perspective so he he very politely told us this is what i very strongly feel you are not looking at things aspirationally go back engage with the communities and come back with a program which is really aspirational not incremental so we were stuck we basically felt oh what do we do we were expecting a three year approval We were because we are a non-profit depending on grants. We were saying, "Oh, how do we now go ahead?" So that was a big, uh, what you call, uh, blow, uh, a very strong feedback for us as a team. And this happened sometimes in September 2014 uh, to to us as an organization. So then we basically, as a team, uh, came back, uh, did some introspection uh, internally. Uh, we felt, you know, yeah, it, it it cannot be aspirational. May what would the families want? food security is the main issue so that is something that we have been focusing on let us continue on that say we will increase the yield three four three fold four fold and, and something like that but then uh, uh, so uh, uh, there was there was a person uh, vartika jaini who was leading cme before me uh, during that time and i also contributed uh, to this whole process uh, in that sense 
so along uh, with uh, with the team uh, basically we said no let us look at what aspirational actually means what are the aspirations of these small and marginal farmers uh, which mr tata is very strongly putting across to us we went back to the communities we spent at least 3 to 6 months along with the communities to understand what their aspirations are and when we were discussions uh, with the communities in these four states uh, we basically very strongly got the feedback from the communities that they are expecting at least a monthly income of 10 to 15000 rupees now uh, because these are depending on say agriculture livestock and those type of livelihoods it would not be a monthly income it would be a seasonal income but that came up very strongly to us that 10 to 15000 would mean about 1.2 to 1.8 lakh rupees per annum as an income uh, to these families and and versus what was their current income at that time the baseline income that time hers uh, was different in different geographies like in odisha it was hardly 12 to 13000 rupees for the full year for, for the full year from agriculture analyte so i'm i'm talking about only agriculture analyte not uh, labor and other related aspects Correct. because we said that's the resources that the families have and right. if we can actually engage with the families on addressing hmm. gaps in those resources we can surely give a a much better and a, and a substantial income to the families uh, in this case to, to look at so with with that baseline income across geographies then we 1000 rupees so so the states of gujarat jharkhand odisha and maharashtra uh, we basically said the average baseline income is about 30000 rupees how do we take this 30000 to 1.2 or 1.8 lakh rupees per annum so at least a 3 to 4 fold increase in uh, income so that was something which came as an aspiration from the communities uh, we also engaged with them to understand their uh, visualization of aspiration so they drew a, a better house my child going to school i having say better agriculture livestock so they were able to visualize these changes within them which we did not earlier uh, anticipate uh, something which will come from the communities as such so with that aspiration the term lakpati also came from the communities uh, during our discussions uh, harish okay. uh, they basically said oh we need this income of say 10 to 15000 rupees per month can we basically be lakpatis uh, uh, through our work in agriculture and allied now that basically struck lakpati as a term basically then struck to us saying oh this is a very important uh, term which the families are relating themselves to and because they are saying that they should be called as lakpatis it also gives a certain stature within the village hmm. which is very important for these small and marginal farmers you also must have seen during your visits in gujarat so so that basically enabled us to say okay let us look at a 3 to 4 fold irreversible increase in income not hmm. only say one year a good income second year going down how do we look at that irreversibility at the family level hmm. that's where we designed the goal lakpati kisan irreversible and sustainable income year on year for the small and marginal farmers mm. in this case mm. so that's how the lakpati kisan program came into uh, life uh, harish we went back with this proposition to to mr tata and the trustees uh, they appreciated saying ki oh, this is this is something which looks really uh, very strong uh, something which is aspirational from the community perspective now let us maybe make those investments on on seeing how the program could be taken up and we got our approvals we started this program in april 2015 so since then we have been working with these communities to see how we can meet their aspirations of being lakpatis 
So since April 15, when this program started, uh, good, April 15. seven years now. About seven years journey now. What have, what have been the quantifiable impact which has been achieved? Harsh, uh, basically, we started with more than 100,000 uh, small and marginal farmers. So currently, if you look at the scale, uh, we are about uh, 1,10,000 households uh, in these four geographies uh, to, to look at. Uh, we basically saw of these 1,10,000 households, mm. nearly 50,000 households are actually moved to the Lakhpati pathway. So they are already uh, earning an income of more than 1.2 lakh rupees per annum. And, and wow. we basically have a process of capturing the outcomes as well uh, systematically uh, on, on the ground. Nearly about 20,000 families, okay. uh, about the 50,000 families who have crossed the Lakhpati mark, the 20,000 families have reached 80 to 90,000 rupees income. So now they are at that juncture wherein with the with a, some level of effort along with these families and the institutions which will put that effort for the families, they will move to the Lakhpati pathway. Yeah. So, so that's basically what we have been able to see as an outcome. The second important outcome, Harsh, and, and that's something which we have been proactively focusing on is the vibrant and strong community institution, the women-led hmm. Because it cannot be only income. It has to have that empowerment and uh, strength uh, with the communities, which will help them continue this journey rather than just being for a few years, how do they continue this journey? So that has been a very strong outcome for us. Currently, we have about 25 such strong and vibrant institutions on the ground. Um, I would say nearly 2022 are led by women. So the board of directors are women. And they are basically now running the program with some support from our side. That has been the, I would say, the most important outcome. Income, I would basically put as the second outcome uh, in this case. So, so this has been the, the most important outcomes for us uh, as part of the Lakhpati program. So why, why is this women leading the show of all these uh, Lakhpati Kisan programs uh, in each household? Why yes. is it so important for you, Ganesh? So, Harsh, our learning uh, uh, of working uh, with the communities, mainly the tribal communities uh, for the last few years, has basically shown that if you are able to engage with the women in a positive and a proactive manner, the women basically can start leading uh, the actions in a more systematic and engaging manner. And she can actually also focus and push on the changes that are required within the community and then that also reflects within the family. So there is a leadership ability within women, which we are trying to build on. And we very strongly feel if that leadership within the women comes, then sustainability and irreversibility is something that is, is, is something which is completely possible. And we, we, yeah, that's why I'm saying we will focus mainly on women and through women, how do we engage the families in, in this case. So our learnings for the last uh, six to seven years has been very positive on that front. Uh, to, to look at. When I visited Dahod, you know, uh, to take a preliminary look at the kind of work which is happening at the hands of Sini, I could see, I visited several households, several farmers, and I could see that women are leading the show everywhere. They are the ones who are coming and talking to me. There is a group of women who have come together to, you know, uh, witness when I was interviewing them and talking to them, I could hardly see any kind of any, any men over there. 
hardly seen one or two places there were men over there but it was primarily the women and what i wanted to compliment you was that uh, you know when hum shaharon mein dekhte hain to international women's day manana padta hai par main wahan tha mujhe laga yahan to international women's day is a continuous feature every day is international women's day over there so i think if people go to that part of india where i have just been and they witness what i have witnessed it would be unbelievable to see and say that this is india yes you know that the involvement of women from every household in day to day income and earning is huge that's something which also keeps us on our toes harish to to match the what you call the power that these women have so as a team we also need to match on that power we continue to do some events called urja events देखिए so they are benefiting because they have been proactively engaged uh, they are seeing that incomes coming to them hmm. most of them are uh, actually lakpatis hmm. but they also very strongly are focusing on ki how other members who all are the members of these institutions hmm. they also start getting those benefits so aisa nahi ki leaving some families only focusing on some families but hmm. to look at that overall up and moving towards the lakpati path hmm. so that's very important nahi to Nay, so it basically happens in a program that you do a small portion and then you feel it is good enough. How do you basically saturate and continue that saturation is something uh, which I see very strongly within the women. So I'm going to I'm going to read out this wonderful thing which I found, Ganesh, and this was uh, something which was said by Lady Meher Bhai Tata uh, in the address to Battle Creek College. in usa on november 29th 1927 and this is what she said i always say indians can never be a great nation until their women are given the necessary training and full scope and power to do all the good they can yes. and would do if allowed to and given the opportunity by their men folk there are very few men in india today who think in this way so so this comes this is a quote which i share from this beautiful book good thoughts good word good deeds uh, which is a book of tata quotes gifted by one another tata friend to me so exactly this is what you have achieved through fini and through this yes. lakshmi kisan initiative so lady meher bhai listening to this uh, would be very very happy ganesh <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we we would request her blessings for us on a regular basis of course of course ganesh we spoke about the tangible improvement in the incomes of these families going up from 20000 rupees on an average to 120000 today and i know that there are several families who have also crossed 2 lakh rupees for that matter but what have been some of the intangible improvements in these families in the people uh, who lead these families so Uh, in terms of intangible harsh uh, uh, as i was sharing some time back is uh, the the leadership 
uh, mm. that we could see within the women so uh, again to give an example uh, uh, when the first wave hit the covid wave hit uh, us we were actually panicked on how now we will be able to connect uh, with our women leaders because as a team we used to basically be there on a day to day basis or at least twice or thrice in a week uh, to 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 look at that time uh, something that uh, triggered very strongly uh, for us and that's i would say uh, we had never imagined us was the the leadership that this women members took to engage with all their stakeholders including us as a team so they were able to immediately move towards a google meet level approach which we also as teams on microsoft teams and zoom were trying to struggle they moved to that space and then they started engaging with the vendors uh, with the input guys with the market players with us as a team and all re- relevant stakeholders so they were immediately doing those dialogues and discussions and that's where we felt we, that's a very important leadership thing that these uh, women leaders as part of the institutions have shown so that's i would say a very important uh, intangible uh, change that we could see here the second important intangible change we could see and and that is again triggered with the income that these families have is the money going for what purposes so it is not say only a good income at my end or my family's end but how am i using that resource or money uh, in a in a right direction so we could very clearly see women having a very strong say on saying now uh, education for children if i have to send my child to a boarding school or to a block level school i will basically then invest in that i will basically ensure that uh, my house is improved so looking at how my house improvement can happen a sanitation unit so their investments actually going into the sanitation unit which again shows a very strong connect to a, to, to the women uh, in this case uh, to to look at now those were very strong connections which we could see from the increase in income at the family level and then we very strongly believe it was a family decision again women played an important role but a family decision to see how the income goes into a right direction so that is again an important i would say outcome that we could visualize first so again similarly uh, a few more and many more such uh, intangible outcomes we could see here mm-hmm. at the community level so i know ganesh that you have a very strong uh, team of uh, people who help you with the whole initiative in different states Uh, and all of you have done this remarkable work at the very very deepest level of grassroots in india what are some of the incidences you remember which have left an indelible impact on you or which have which have made you understand or interpret a value in a certain way which you would have otherwise not thought so again harsh uh, i will emphasize more from uh, our team level uh, as well as the community level uh, in this yeah. case uh, so so at the team level harsh uh, as i was sharing uh, highly fortunate to have a strong team because unless and until you have a strong team delivering such a, a focused program in, in defined timelines is very difficult and and there's a team who imbibe all all the aspects uh, not look at it as a regular project look at it as a mission and that's why we also called it as mission 2020 uh, program uh, in this case mm-hmm. so so that way the team basically continued on the journey 
for the last uh, six to seven years uh, to, to look at. Uh, there were incidences of, say, uh, things going down, things going up, and, and those type of things, which, which normally happen in such programs uh, as well to, to look at. But something that uh, basically uh, I felt, uh, and, and organizationally also uh, we at CINI uh, felt, was the, the risk-taking ability uh, within the team. And I, I never, uh, I would say, visualized that we will be able to hold that risk and continue with that risk uh, to see how we can address them uh, in, in a very focused manner. Now, just to give an example, Harsh, uh, something uh, that we, uh, as a team, uh, when we are implementing the Lakpati program, uh, some of us very strongly said that we need to integrate technology uh, within the program. And, and as you know, if one has to say integrate technology, there are always n number of questions on how it would not work, rather than saying ki it will work and we should basically test it out. Now, this was again the same thing that happened within our team saying, oh no, it is not something that will work. Small and marginal farmers will not be able to take it. Uh, the cost is high and n number of say no's to say why it cannot be done uh, in this case. But then what happened was uh, we basically saw a spark within the community on saying, oh, this is a good technology uh, for them to adopt. And we could also see there are some owners within the team who were able to take it proactively in a systematic manner. So the technology, it's piloting, then capturing the learnings and then scaling it up uh, in, in a systematic manner. Because that internally within CINI, I would say changed a lot saying ki, no, CINI is not a regular non-profit organization which only focuses on, on things which are easy to do. But we are also an organization who is ready to take risk at the next level and see what has to be done to, to achieve that uh, particular outcome. So we as a team were very clear, Harsh, that the goal is there. The Lakpati Kisan goal is there. Now to reach that goal, you can have n number of pathways and we will take whatever pathway is helping us reach that goal of Lakpati rather than saying, no, no, this will not happen. That would not happen. So, so that was something which I very strongly felt ki as a team, initially a few of us, few of us, but then later on, I would say nearly 90 to 100% of our team members moved towards that pathway of taking risk, bringing in technologies and, and seeing how that could be taken ahead. A link point to this uh, from a community perspective was the myth that we had you know communities would move slowly it will take time they will adopt certain things in a slower manner and then see how the program would move ahead so you cannot do this in a defined five to six years period so that was a myth that most of us had we said we have agreed to a goal statement of lakpati but can we do it in six years so that was also a strong what you call challenge that we had as a team but from a community perspective, we were able to see that that myth is really something which is not there. It is only in our heads. From a community perspective, they are seeing how they can proactively work on these things, adopt uh, so these new technologies, get that relevant support from us as an organization and move ahead. So that myth of saying communities cannot adopt new technologies, communities will not contribute substantially from their side to own the on the implementation, where again, something I would say have been very strong value systems for us as an organization. We now very strongly know, yes, from the community perspective, there is 
something that they are seeing as a benefit and the adoption will move smoothly there would not be any issue so i would i would basically give this as example hers to to the point that you mentioned when we talk about the hub of tata we always want we are very intrigued by the philosophy by the way they work and we are always very inspired by mr ratan tata himself so are there any more incidences which you can recall which you would like to share on this forum i was i i was not but i am highly fortunate uh, to interact with mr tata i would say nearly 9 to 10 times till now and also uh, one to one uh, with him uh, in some cases so we always only had opportunities of presenting uh, our programs to him in the board meetings uh, but once uh, during the founders day uh, march 3rd uh, we were able to actually interact with him along with the community leaders in jamshedpur so when he was in jamshedpur on the founders day uh, we uh, ensured that we get some of our women leaders some of our team members in jamshedpur and showcase to him the work of lakpati kisan program as well as our education work uh, in this case so he uh, when he was visiting the the tata steel uh, work he spent at least half an hour with us not with us mainly with the women leaders to understand from their perspective on how the program was how mm. are they implementing what are the benefits so and uh, i would say a very soft spoken person very very soft spoken person and listens a lot i would i would have never imagined a leader who listens so much and then basically responds because normally there is a tendency that if somebody is speaking you will stop the individual in between and start uh, commenting which is not the case here he listens to you completely and then basically will start giving his feedback inputs you normally feel ki oh, he may not know certain things in development but that's not the case here he he knows everything and then he will subtly put a point which you never have imagined ki oh this could also come as a question we used to do dry runs before going and presenting to him and we used to envision yes this question will come this question will come and what would be the response but whatever we used to do in the dry run there would be a third question which used to come which we never imagined in in most of the cases and we used to then try and respond to him in this case he listens he listens quite nicely he listens very uh, clearly to us and he also very strongly supports the work that we as a team do uh, in this case so mr tata or even mr krishna kumar uh, uh, who again a very prominent person in, in the tata group yeah. uh, he once basically asked us saying ki you guys are implementing work in the field hope you guys are getting all the support uh, in the field you are not uh, so because you work in the naxal area you do not have any say those issues please let us know if there are any such issues we should see how we can help you so there has always been a concern yeah. towards the team uh, from these leaders and that also basically helps you uh, be motivated to to continue your work in this journey so always a high motivation uh, that we get from our trustees to to continue our work no. highly fortunate to be with our trustees and mr tata himself uh, to to that matter ganesh where do you see the lakpati kisan program going from here there is a certain critical mass which you have achieved with more than 50000 families and uh, all others are quite close to the target that should be done in pretty fast i guess so what are the next few years looking like 
so harsh uh, uh, as a team uh, and mainly because of the communities uh, i would say in the last 6 uh, to 7 years we have been able to prove this approach at a certain scale so 100000 families are not is not a small number uh, that way we have been able to prove the approach that if we work in a focused manner with the livelihood layering with small and marginal farmer technology uh, financial inclusion stakeholders joining hands you will surely see that movement of families going towards the lakpati path so that's in a way proven i would say to to look at what we basically are now uh, getting into our next phase is to see how we move uh, this journey from this 100000 families uh, that we have been working to nearly 300000 families so so that's the pathway that we are taking as a team now that will also happen uh, from a saturation perspective so we will basically see within the blocks districts where we were working in a cluster form how do we expand that with the institution so they will play an important role on the expansion and the the deep saturation that will happen mm-hmm. so that's one uh, what you call journey path that we are taking us the second journey path that we are trying to focus as a team is to see how we can help other similar organizations or even say donors uh, in this case to replicate the approach now this is an approach harsh can go across the country it may have local variations here and there but because the goal is clear so on the second approach harsh uh, is something that we are trying to engage with uh, some like minded donors or even organizations like us to see how they can replicate the approach in their geographies or the support that these donors are providing to other organizations now because we only as an organization cannot grow there is a limit for our growth we are also saying how we can replicate this approach in all other geographies as i said as an approach it can go across the country and 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 there would be some local variations that one has to look at but as an aspiration to be lakpati and this approach uh, because it focuses on agriculture livestock and and water resources it basically fits into any geography within the country from a small and marginal farmers perspective so that's the second approach that we are taking us the third is to see how we can work closely with the government system to see that this approach basically gets into the larger government program to to look at now one such uh, learning that we have is in maharashtra uh, wherein the government basically has been taking the lakpati kisan program uh, with our support similarly in jharkhand uh, the government has been uh, trying to work with us to see how this approach could be taken to the next level of scale so so that's basically so these are three approaches has for us as a team in the next 5 uh, to 7 years to move uh, 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 as an organization the core is to see how more number of small and marginal farmers could basically be impacted with with a program like this organization oh, i think this is uh, this is a very very massive transformational work you know working with marginal farmers who have marginal land holding do not have income sources earning 12 15 20 000 rupees a year taking them to a sustainable income year on year and making it grow so all compliments and uh, thanks thanks sir appreciations to you your team and the entire ecosystem uh, which which works along with you and i look forward that uh, we are able to interact with you further yes. on the subject in the time to come yes thanks thanks a lot harsh and and only a last point from my side harsh yeah. is we basically look at 
guidance from people like you uh, who can basically continue to to help and guide us in this journey because we as an organization very clearly know her it cannot be only seen as an organization it needs say experts like you or people like you or also other organizations who can actually work with us in this journey so we hope to to get that guidance from you on a regular basis with a very big word ganesh thank you very much for those words and always available always thank you very much thanks thank a lot so thank you very much